0: Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris.
2: Welcome in, welcome in. Winning Cures Everything. It is Friday, July the 3rd. It is a national holiday, but we're here anyway. <laughs> we got stuff to discuss. Is it really a national holiday? 100. July
3: is not a national holiday.
2: It is this year. It's it it's it, Hey, the banks are closed. The mail ain't running. I'm just saying.
3: That's just because folks don't want to work.
2: Well, I mean, yeah.
3: My that's trash a, got picked up and my mail did run today.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. I just went out and got it. Well, it's it's a national holiday in most of the places. So I had to change the people uh, that don't want to go to do. work.
3: Well. And got bullshit jobs where you don't really have to do it every day.
2: Well, I didn't have to go to work today.
3: I mean, come that's on. because you got a bullshit job that's not really necessary. That's terrible. How dare you? How dare you? I'm Gary. <laughs> and I'm Chris. And I had to work today. <laughs> and I got to work tomorrow. That's ridiculous. On a real holiday.
2: Yeah, that, tomorrow is the real holiday. So it is July 4th weekend. No sports this year, though. I mean, we got, what, is UFC doing anything tomorrow? Is, I don't think so. But I mean, who knows, I right? I uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think UFC is tomorrow. They've got a, a big pay-per-view event coming up on July 11th,
3: but— I was about to say, I thought it was in a week or two, but yeah, I didn't know. next that. weekend.
2: Next weekend. So, lots yeah. to discuss today, of course. WinningCuresEverything.com is the website. Picks, previews, podcasts, videos, social media platforms. If you're watching the show right now, we appreciate you. Uh, you can always find us on Periscope, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook all of those are where we do the live show. So whichever platform you prefer, we will be right there. Joseph Gomez jumped in, said next week, skipped a week. Yes, uh, yes, UFC. Yeah, so that makes sense. I mean, it, why would you host something on July Fourth? I, I understand. So what, you
3: mean to give us something to watch because we're all at home.
2: Yeah, and it's July Fourth, so you know you'd be able to get some uh, some people in on that. But next week will be fine. I, I think there'll still be just as many people at home next week. We'll we'll be all good. So. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Overcast, whatever your favorite podcast app is. It doesn't matter. We will be right there. Uh, ben said, wow, Chris just totally dissed Gary's career choice. Uh, hey, you know what? It's all good. I, I get a paycheck. I'm fine with it. I don't care what people think about my career. <laughs>
3: so, he just paid whether he goes to work or not. That's awesome. Yeah, it works out That's not well. a diss.
2: Yeah, it works out pretty,
3: pretty well. I don't go to work today. I didn't get paid. I don't go to work tomorrow. I won't get paid.
2: Yeah. Uh, Joseph said, didn't want to compete with the thing, uh, that huge hot dog eating contest. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we got that going on. Which, hey, people are allowed to bet on now. People are allowed to bet on. And, you know, UFC might have been scared off a little bit by, uh, by Coach O deciding that he wanted to get into boxing. So, I'm just saying, you don't want to compete with that. I don't know who would. But, we're, we're not going to discuss that today. Though. I wouldn't we-
3: want to see him in a ring.
2: Uh, no, you got that right. That's a scary-looking individual, especially with them gloves on. All right, much to discuss today. Oh, and if you're watching the show right now, hit that share button. Hit the retweet button. Hit the like button, whatever. Do us a favor. Help share the show out. Tell your friends about it. Let's go. At, oh, and and I announced today on social media, on Twitter, whatever, that for those of you that have not caught it, we are joining Sportsbook Review for the college football season. Joseph said, fade Joey Chestnut, minus 1,000, stone and the field. Uh, I ain't going against Joey Chestnut. I'm just not. I, I mean, he's won it what 27 years in a row or whatever. Yeah, ben, something like that. Oh, Ben said nice show yesterday. By the way, Chris, I am in the 10 percent who likes hockey. So I yeah. appreciate it. Chris did a good job yesterday hosting the yeah. show solo. I uh, I got called away. I had duty. I actually oh. had to work yesterday. So Chris appreciate can diss you on that. that. <laughs> so uh, let's let's go ahead and dive into some news for today while we are here. David Njoku. I hope I say that correctly. That's, right. That's how I've always how said it. it. Yeah, uh, Brown's tight end. He's in the third year of his rookie contract. He has decided that he wants a trade, and he announced it today. Drew Rosenhaus reached out this morning to the Browns, let them know that he would prefer that it be set up and done before training camp, which is, what,
3: at the middle of August, the beginning of August? Is that right? Yeah, I'm not really sure when they're set in training camp, but yeah, it's it's coming up.
2: So they would like to get that done. Which oh no, it opens later this month. So later on in July, uh, Rosenau said it's in David's best interest to find a new team at this time. He broke his wrist last season, only appeared in four games. He has 93 catches for 1,066 yards and nine touchdowns in his career thus far. Now, Chris, I'll I'll go ahead and and let you know. Oh, Ben said, where do we find the CFB show? It's on the Sportsbook Review uh, YouTube page. So it'll be over there, and it'll be on the site. It'll be on winningcureseverything.com, and you can find it on our YouTube because we're going to link to it. So you'll be able to find it wherever you find us. Just follow us, and you'll be fine. Uh, explain to us, Chris, why Njoku might be wanting a trade right now. It seemed like odd timing.
3: Yeah, so this is this is his fourth year. I'm sorry. This is fourth year of his rookie year. Oh, is that right? Um,
2: yeah, yeah, you're and, right, you're right.
3: Yeah, his, oh, his rookie deal. Sorry. His... Um, so so they signed Austin Hooper early in the free agency deals. I thought that was a strange signing because I think Njoku has a massive amount of potential, um, is a freak athlete. And his biggest issue last year was he broke his wrist early and didn't get to play the rest of the year. Uh, and then also, the few games he did play, Baker was just flat out bad last year. I mean, he was... He was terrible. Everybody's numbers last year, offensively, outside of Chubb, everybody who depended on Baker being good, everybody's numbers suffered. Um, and and so so I just think them signing Hooper long term says they're not going forward with Njoku. and uh, and he probably said, hey, let's get out. I think the reason they waited until now to request the trade was. Rosenhaus wanted to see, could he find a trade partner before he caused a stink in a locker room? I don't think they request a trade unless they feel like they have somebody lined up ready to make a deal. And all the reports are
2: right now that it is the Dallas Cowboys. the
3: I follow a lot of Patriot blogs and a lot of Patriot fans and are the bloggers are all wanting the Pats to make this deal. Um, and, and something that that's pretty interesting about it. I thought they had a really good chance as soon as I saw Drew was his agent. Uh, Bill and Drew get along extremely well. A lot of the Patriots signed a lot of Drew Rosenhaus guys, and the biggest reason is is because Drew, while he is a shrewd agent and hardcore, Bill appreciates that because he's hardcore. He's very cutthroat. He's very business oriented. But it's the fact that they don't bullshit one another. Tell me what your client wants. If I can make it work we'll do a deal. If I can't, we'll walk away, and there's no use in dicking around. Um, And that's the reason they get so many deals done so quickly. Uh, And so I got excited about that. I'd love to see him go to the Patriots. If he goes to the Cowboys, though, that's the only missing piece they have on offense. That wide receiving core, I think, is the best in the league. The running back and the offensive line is one of the best situations in the NFL. Dak is more than capable at quarterback, and they've got a dud at tight end, which is kind of fine if the rest of the team is great. That's where you'd rather have a dud. If you replace that with just a freak athlete, which Njoku is, hasn't really projected to anything much, but this is going to get the best out of him if he goes to Dallas.
2: No, I, I think you're right. Joseph. Gomez, they are
3: going to become a Big 12 football team because that team defensively is bad. And, right and the coaching staff is, is pretty good. I mean, that's a pretty good coaching staff that
2: they uh, that they brought in. Joseph yeah, Gomez so. said uh, – here, give me one second. Injured for about two of those years. He has shown flashes in the year. Um, he said New York, the Chargers, and the Texans should be in the mix.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree yeah. with all of that. I, I think the Texans should be involved. I think There's the Chargers a lot of should absolutely be involved. Yeah. Seeing as Hunter Henry is going to be a free agent after this year, um, and you could pick up Njoku's fifth year, I believe, uh, pretty cheap. So,
2: yeah, I think it's I think it's worthwhile. I think it's definitely worthwhile. The, the timing seemed odd because to me, if they signed Hooper back in April, but the way that you explained it makes a whole lot of sense to me. You want to yeah, find you want to a, request a, a
3: trade if you don't know that you've got a trade partner willing to come and get you because then you could just make yourself look like a fool. Team see you look like a problem child, and and you you want to know somebody wants you and is willing to pay a price for you before you say, Hey, I'd like to I'd like to get dealt.
2: That makes a whole lot of sense. Okay, let's move on from that one, and let's dive into Victor Oladipo. The NBA bubble is going on. Victor Oladipo uh, has said that he will sit out the NBA restart, and he, he's doing it to prioritize his health. Yep. He, the article reads, uh, he is deciding to opt out of the plan to resume the 2020 season at Disney World Oladipo tore his quad tendon last season and made his return in late January, just about six weeks before play was suspended due to the coronavirus pandemic. As a result of his health situation, Oladipo told The Athletic in an interview that he just doesn't feel comfortable returning to play under these circumstances. I really want to play, and as a competitor and teammate, this is tearing me apart. I feel like I'm at a great place in my rehab and getting closer and closer to 100%. With all the variables from how I have to build my 5-on-5 workload back up to the increased risk of a soft tissue injury which we've talked about, which could delay my rehab, and the unknown exact setup of the bubble, I just can't get my mind to being fully comfortable in playing. I have to be smart, and this decision has not been easy, but I truly believe continuing on the course I'm on and getting fully healthy for the 2020-21 season is the right decision for me. We have talked over and over. We even had a, a physical therapist on the show to discuss these soft tissue injuries and maybe coming back too soon after being off for so long without real proper workload and what kind of damage that could do. And we didn't even think about the people that were coming back off of injuries and what that can end up doing to them. This makes a whole lot of sense, but it really hurts the Pacers going no, for this.
3: This is going to crush the Pacers Pacers chance in the East. I don't, I think, I mean, I think Victor had to play out of his mind for them to come out of the East. Oh yeah. I, I think Milwaukee and, and, um, and and the 76ers and the, the Raptors and, yeah. are just in the Raptors as well. Yeah. Are just so much better than them. And they would have needed to catch just lightning in a bottle. And Victor would have had to just play outside of his mind um, for, for the next three months for them to come out of that, that division, that conference. And, uh, and so, yeah, if you think it's a long shot anyway, you know, you're just going to tear it. And we fully believe this season's going to end. These guys might get a couple of weeks off and then the next season's gonna begin. If you don't think you can win it next this year, sit out, try to make next year work. Yeah. And try to get to start of next year healthy. See can you play the entire season healthy next year and, and have a real shot at competing for the East.
2: Yes. I agree hundred percent. I think uh, I think it's the smart move. You know, we, too, and
3: it's tough, man. Yeah. I get I get it, and and a lot of people crush these guys, and and we've you know I've been guilty of of crushing guys in the past that that sat out of playoffs, and and you got a chance to win now and whatever, but in realistic terms, you don't, yeah. you know they they it would just be so hard for them to do it.
2: Yes, uh, agreed. Damian jumps in. By the way, jumping back to David and he said, "Hey, why not Chicago? I mean, we still have room for more tight ends. Damn you, Ryan Pace." <laughs>
3: Ryan Pace is just the worst GM in football right now. I mean, he's pretty bad. Bill O'Brien, Ryan Pace are in in a fist fight for who could be the worst GM in football. Yes,
2: I agree. Um, Let's move off of the NBA. Let's move off the NFL for a little bit. And we're going to talk about a very interesting story that popped up this morning. Five-star Makur Maker has committed to Howard. That is an HBCU. He is the first five star to ever do it, and it is incredibly interesting. I I saw well, what this is he as,
3: ranked in the top top basketball guys. I mean he's he's not just a five star. He's he's ranked up there, right?
2: He's yeah, he's on up there. He's I don't think. I mean he's not like a, a top five guy, but, no, but he's I mean
3: he's like a top twenty guy.
2: He yeah, no, absolutely. I mean he's a five star. There's there's not that many of those. Um, yeah, let's see. I'm reading the article here. He said, uh, let's see, Blake Nee said, we're not sure what this is going to look like, but we're beyond excited. Uh, he planned to announce his college decision on July 9th, which is the South Sudan Independence Day. Uh, this is the tweet that he sent out. He said, I was the first to announce my visit to Howard and other others started to dream what if. I needed to make the HBCU movement real so that others will follow. I hope I inspire guys like Mikey Williams to join me on this journey. I am committing to Howard U., and coach Kenny Blakeney. He's the number 16 player in the ESPN 100. And so... There you go. This is a massive, massive... Hell, yes. Uh, and not not an issue. This is...
3: Uh, no, it's just, a massive it, deal. It, it, it's an issue.
2: Yes, it, it's... Uh, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, we haven't seen anything like this because typically it doesn't happen. He had Kentucky, Memphis, and Kansas all going after him. That's right. And... And he chose Howard over them. That is, this is a big deal. Yep. So, what what were your thoughts when you first saw this? Because I I had no idea how to react.
3: I do think this is the first of of, of a new trend that's going to start happening more often than not. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I think I think a lot, especially with the culture and what we're seeing going on in our country today. I I think a lot of these historical all black schools are going to start pulling big time recruits in big time athletics. Um, there was a there was a ringer podcast this week on the NFL Ringer show where Deshaun Watson was on there and he was asked, you know, did you ever consider going to any of these HBC schools? And he said no. He went to Clemson, obviously. He said, and I probably wouldn't have, but none of them even talked to me. And I think they saw, you know, you only have so many recruiting resources. So you can't really waste a lot of time on guys that you think are going to go play major D one ball. But I, we're getting to a point where it's worth at least reaching out to these top tier guys to say, Hey, are you, are you interested? And if they're interested, then you put the resources together. It costs you nothing to find out if they're interested or not. And, uh, and, and you try to start, you know, recruiting them and and getting them to commit and buy in, um, you know, with Black Lives Matter and what's going on in our country, I think I think this is going to be pretty exciting.
2: Yes, I I can't wait to see what this is going to look like. Um, just to give everybody an idea of how big of a difference this is, this move to Howard in Ken Palm's ratings. Like, he, obviously, he has his preseason ratings and whatnot, but right. it moves them from number three twenty something. The there's journal. there's only three hundred and fifty some odd schools. Yeah, pretty but pretty much DFL. And it moves them all the way up into the two fifties. Yep. Like that is one player can make 70 something. Difference. Yeah, it's insane. In basketball. Uh Damien said, did Howard get paid under the table too? Uh no, we, we've discussed, you know, how do you make that work? Because if he's a five star, you know he's worth something.
3: We we know he's getting something if we really understand how the sausage is made in college athletics. And, and I was that was the first thing that came to my mind is, is he turning down obscene amounts of money for a cause? Or, I mean, I have to expect that Howard has plenty of alumni that have been extremely successful, yes. love basketball, and have a lot of pride in the school in which they went, and they could generate the funds needed, mainly because they're not generating them for 12 of the, you know, the, the 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 entire roster basically. Yeah, it's just you go one to Duke, guy. You go to Kentucky, everybody on the roster is on the take. Howard probably not like that. Can you generate enough funds? Can you pass the plate enough to to get one or two of these guys? I think you can. And if you I just think get, you can pretty quick, and you really don't have to get that deep into every alumni's pocket to do it.
2: Ben uh, Ben said Howard is better than Georgetown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably
3: so. <laughs> you know what? That's tough for Georgetown. Uh, dude, we, uh, we've we talked about this in the past. I want Georgetown to be so good now with with Patrick Ewing. With, yeah, yeah with, with Patrick taking over that program and what he's just growing up loving that guy. I, I want good things for Georgetown, but, you know.
2: It is what it is.
3: Maybe, maybe Patrick can turn it around and get some of these big-time recruits.
2: We shall see, uh, but Howard is getting it done. They uh, Howard they knocked Howard, this out. Howard
3: got this one done, and yeah. the fact that he called make called out another player by name, saying maybe we can get these guys. Does he have connections? Are they friends? I'm sure they've played AAU ball. All these guys in the AAU circle know each other. They're very close. It's a very small knit. You know, there's a hundred kids worth a damn in AAU that are going to go play college ball. All hundred of them know one another. Okay, yes. so. Is there a relationship where he thinks they can make that work? I, I mean,
2: that obviously would be amazing I, if they pulled yeah. another
3: big four-star guy or, or whatever. That would, I mean, that would be amazing. You're looking at a potential tournament team.
2: Yes, you no, know, you you definitely are. Like they, it was especially in in their conference, right? So, That's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no we'll we'll see. Uh, but th- this one guy changes everything.
3: In for a basketball, that basketball game program. in which there are only five men on a court at one time, yes, Yes. one monster can totally change your stars.
2: It is really, really interesting. For I'm sure, I'm excited. I'm, I'm Me too. really excited to see this. I want to see what it's going to look like. I want to I see, see it play out. Like, I a wonder. Lot of I wonder about the, the
3: coaching staff now, though. I, I will tell you oh, that yes. because now you are responsible for the molding of this of this guy and preparing him, not just for the tournament and for your team and your season, but preparing him for the NF, the NBA. Yeah. For the pros.
2: Damien. That's a lot of pressure. No, it's definitely that. Damien jumped in and said, Howard is better than Yale. Well, it let's it, look. Georgetown, if we're talking basketball. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe as a school better. Uh, Yale. Yale's basketball team's really, really good. Yeah, so, Yale's
3: basketball teams made tournaments and won tournament games, haven't they? Yes, yes, they, they they are, they've upset some guys in the past. Hey, they've,
2: they've got a phenomenal coach. They are that's
3: t- that's yeah. tough.
2: Yeah. And so, but hey, I mean, we'll see. This year's a whole lot hey, different. I don't know
3: how many five stars Yales pulled in the past, though.
2: That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what different. I'm saying. It changes things up a little bit. Yes.
0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.
2: Let's uh let's move to the NFL very quickly. The Redskins, obviously, there is a whole lot going on here. Apparently, the minority owners talked to Daniel Snyder and requested that the name be changed. Uh, Google took all of the Redskins merch off of their search page. So Nike, uh, yeah, Nike did the same thing. Um, ben jumped in and said Howard is better than Bama, like maybe as a school. Maybe it's oh, a basketball as a program. Yes, no going to
3: question that. But You're talking about a state school in the SEC. Come on, man.
2: No, you, you dead on about that. You dead on oh. about that. All right. Uh, so, the Redskins announced on Friday, today, that they would begin a thorough review of the team's name. Uh, it's a potential culmination to years of protest and defiance over a nickname that many Native Americans and other advocates for change considered deeply offensive. So, here's the, here's the thing. Daniel Snyder said way back when, that he would never change the name of this team.
3: Never. you got to be real careful with the word never. You just... Oh, you absolutely do. You but just, he, he told this reporter... that making definitive proclamations for the end of time. I am uncertain of many, many things.
2: There is a... There is a article that Daniel Snyder keeps in his pocket. And... While he always says that he will never change the team name, the reason he keeps this article with him all the time is I think it was 2013 when they polled Native Americans on whether or not the term Redskins was offensive as a team name. And over 90% of those that were polled said, no, it was not offensive. Yeah. That's what he is clinging to for dear life. Now, I'm really curious what they're going to do. Now, obviously, as long as there's a TV contract, as long as the NFL doesn't make them do anything, he's going to be profitable regardless of how many financial people decide to pull out, whether the uh, whether FedEx decides to pull out, whether Nike decides to pull out, whether, you know, all of this different stuff. If, if he doesn't want to change it, if it's a mental thing with him and he doesn't want to change it, then he's not going to this is up to one person so i'm very curious about this you know review that they're going to go through i wonder if it's all a show or if we're actually going to see this happen because and and there are other reports that say that this could end up happening before the 2020 season yep so give me your thoughts here obviously our buddies in the westlot pirates think uh that the term red tails nope. for so. yeah it, go ahead go ahead I let you so I let you talk. It. So
3: so my first thought about the article is I I'd, I'd be very the pointing back to an old article where these people were polled reminds me a whole lot of the governor of Mississippi saying, yes. "Well, we voted on it in the past and it was voted to keep it." Well, when we voted on it in the past, yes, that was in the past. All things changed Many of people were offended by it. Okay. So keeping it hurt people and made people upset and uncomfortable. Changing it hurts no one. All right. And, and so that's, that's kind of my, my stance on it. Um, I I don't, I don't want to try to speak for the native American people. I have no earthly idea how they really feel about it. We do have a problem in our country where, a lot of folks try to create victims out of people that don't see themselves as a victim. We like to get offended on others' behalfs. If this is something that is a problem with the Native American community, it needs to be changed. Yes. Agreed. So it was pointed out by our buddies at Westlaw. I don't remember if it was John or Scuzz, but the, the Red Tails idea, which the Red Tails were the um, – what, 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 who did they I'm, fight? I'm they trying were, they to think. Some, I'm trying what? to
2: think. It was the the African-American...
3: uh yep. Tuskegee Airmen? Yeah, the Tuskegee Airmen. What they were called? That's
2: it. Yep. That's it. Okay. Yep.
3: So, they had the same... Literally, they used this color scheme on their planes, which is a burgundy, maroon-type color with a yellow. They were called the Red Tails. I, I think it's an easy, unbelievable, smooth transition transaction to, to make we've seen some mock-ups of some really cool logos and what they would look like. You're, you're in DC. You're going to make it a military, you know, patriotic, patriotic kind of thing. You get to keep your same color scheme that your fans have put all over them forever. Um, it's not a massive change of transaction for people, transition for people. And, uh, and I think it works if they make the change. That's what, that, that's the only answer I've got if they go to the senators or something else political because they're in DC, it's going to piss me off. And I'm not going to be a fan of that. Um, But this is one answer I'm, I'm good with. I have also seen the idea of, can they go the, the warrior route and just use a spear, which they already have a logo where it's just a spear and call them warriors. Therefore it's, it's not necessarily Native Americans. A warrior can be any type of battle guy, and uh, and and could they get get away with it and go that route? I wouldn't be opposed to either. I love the Red Tail idea. Once yeah. I heard it, once I looked into it, and, and 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 looked it up, I was crazy all in on that idea, um, and, and thought this is something I would I would actually like to see.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's an easy transit. Red tails, Redskins. It's very similar. Color scheme's the same. Color
3: scheme's were the same, yes. Yeah,
2: I, I like that a lot. Uh, Damien said, so since Washington is changing the Redskins' name, should the Cleveland Indians and the Patriots change their name too? Um, why would the
3: Patriots change their I, name?
2: I, I don't know why the Patriots would change their name. But uh, but the Cleveland Indians, and then you've got the Kansas City Chiefs, yeah, and the Chiefs et cetera, et cetera. Right?
3: So I, I'll tell you my opinion. Now, once again, I am not speaking for the Native American community. I don't know. I don't know how they feel. The Indian community, I, they're— I've heard podcasts where people come, and it's okay to call them Indians. Like they accept that word. Um, and I don't believe chiefs, chiefs is, is
2: offensive either. Huh? I don't believe chiefs or Indians well, no, is I don't, offensive. I don't, but I don't
3: believe that the Chiefs are is an offensive name. That's that's just a that's just a person in the Native American community. Right, but it's the not offensive.
2: But the Redskins, however, that
3: is Redskins was right. a slur. At yeah, it was a derogatory time. term. The yeah. name Indian is not. Is not. A, I mean, that, that would be like the Irish, okay? It's, yeah. just, a, it's just a group of people as their mascot. Now, Chief Wahoo was very racist. They have done away with Chief Wahoo. I'm a, I completely agree with that, 100% needed to go. But I don't know that the name Indians needs to go. I mean, that would be no different than, like I said, the, the Irish or the Vikings. Like, that was just a group of people. Yeah. And we and have groups right. of people that make up mascots all the time.
2: Uh, ben said, "I hope it's not a bad change like the bullets to the wizards."
3: No, yeah. that's that. I, I will tell you that if they, I've seen some other things thrown out um, that I just loathe. I just hate. Like I said, if they go to the Senators or something like, I'm just going to be mad.
2: I that, I can't tell if Damien is trying to mess with us or not. He said the Patriots should change the name because they represent the Confederation.
3: No, they don't. They represent the they were the they were the Minutemen. They were the ones that. Yeah. Threw out the, the the British.
2: That's that's what I, I mean. It's in New England. Like it's
3: those Minute Men are not Confederates. They were they were the founding fathers of our country that threw the British back into the Atlantic.
2: Yeah, they were the the founders of America. Like yeah, they. I mean yeah,
3: they were just yeah, they're patriots. That, that has nothing to do with Confederacy.
2: Yeah, that's that's strange. That's why I was trying to figure out: is he messing with us or is he not? I don't know. I don't know what that means. So either way. All right, so so we're we're done with uh, with the Washington NFL team. Let's jump into a little more NFL news to close us out on a Friday for July Fourth holiday weekend. The NFLPA has voted against any 2020 preseason games. Now we're we're going to see what happens with this. Uh, the vote came as a result of discussion within union leadership on whether or not it would be smart to play any preseason games, and after two days of time to mold the current situation regarding a return to work amid the COVID-19 pandemic, players decided in favor of a longer runway for preparation for the NFL's regular season. The NFL, meanwhile, maintains a desire to trim the preseason schedule from four games to two in an effort to create a longer ramp-up period. Uh, The league believes it is within its rights to, uh, within the current collective bargaining agreement, to set the preseason schedule. And... Uh, Let's see. Garofalo says during his report to NFL. Now he said, it's clear that the union and the league are not on the same page with regard to the length of the preseason right now. Um, I'm, I I don't know what to think of this. It scares me a little bit because obviously we had this issue with major league baseball. baseball. Yeah. And we're, we're getting closer to the season, but we ain't there yet. And, now, this is obviously over something different. This, I don't think this has anything to do with pay nope. per se. But we do know that the NFLPA, pretty strong organization. What do you see coming out of this?
3: I don't know. And I'm trying to think w- w- what the reasoning behind wanting no preseason would be. If you're a veteran, I know why you don't want the preseason. is because that's an opportunity for you to show that you're out of shape and let these young guys come in and take your job. Yeah. And if you're a, a GM and a coach and you're putting together your fifty-three man roster, you you're gonna be more opt to keep the veteran that you know you think you know what he's got left in the tank and is capable of, as opposed to this young wild card that you don't know when you get down to the chopping block of who's getting cut and who's not. And yeah. and I that I I I think this is a move by veterans that A don't want preseason. They never want practice. They want as little practice as possible. They always fight for less practice time. <laughs> but 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 also I think they think this will help keep the the age of the average player older. And it would save a lot of their jobs.
2: Yeah, I, I could I could see that especially right now. You know, you you want to see that. You want I it's very strange that that this is what we've turned into in, in July. To think that you can
3: start a season where you haven't hit anyone else on another team. It's, it's you strange. You haven't run a single scrimmage again, where you're going live because at no time in real practice are you going live against a quarterback.
2: Yeah. It's it's really weird. And and why, the, you know, obviously what you said makes sense with the veterans, but it, it still... It's still weird, so we're, we're going to bookmark that one. We're going to keep our uh, our finger on it and just pay attention and see what happens because yeah. it, that's not major, major news right now, and obviously the league still has the right to set the preseason schedule, and they've already cut two of the games off, but if we get into a, a back-and-forth between the NFLPA and the league itself, I mean, who knows where that could end up going? Damien said. Question: If the NFL is taking away the preseason and training camps, how the hell does the NFL expect the teams to cut the roster short if they can't see them? Uh, if they can't see them train, that makes no sense. Well, that's well, what we we're just talking in about.
3: Practice, but that that'll be their only way of doing it.
2: Yeah, that's it. and and I'm sure that that's you know this is first world problems, right? This is no big deal. It, if you're a coach, you got to make hard decisions. Is what it is. A lot of cases. Coach is going to go with the player that he knows as opposed to the potential on the other one, especially if you were in a win-now mode, right? If you're, if you're trying well, to get rid the th- of somebody. I would tell you the,
3: the teams that this helps are the teams like the 49ers that, for the most part, are bringing the majority of the team back and made it to the Super Bowl last year and has a pretty good mix of veteran and young guys but no new players that need to just be really thrown in and battle-tested. The teams that it hurts are teams with new coaches and new quarterbacks. Yes. Oh, big time. Big time. That Those teams, <sighs> you can just start betting all the unders on all of those guys because the first four weeks are going to be pure D
2: hell. Yes. Yes, indeed, they are. All right. Have you seen anything else, break?
3: No. The only thing I've got is the MLB has successfully tested all 3,185 people that are going to be – Around the teams, facility. This is managers, umpires, other coaches, players, everyone. In thirty-eight cases, that is one point two percent positive coronavirus. That's impressive. That's a good number. It's not a bad number. Um, and then the other thing, just a little bit of baseball. I follow the Red Sox. You know that. You know I love them. Of course. They the Red Sox have been sharing out on social media today all day pictures of how they've redone Fenway because there's going to be no fans. They're utilizing all of Fenway as training. The corridors have carpet laid out like AstroTurf, and they've got batting cages lined up around them. They've got weight rooms like like bench press machines and stuff all kind of scattered throughout so plenty of people can work out, huh. not be around anybody. All of the suites around them, the players will get ready in the suites, and everybody's – those big suites that you have – Two players to a suite. That's and pretty pictures nice. And the look really cool the way they've done them up. So I'm going to bet other teams are doing this. I follow the Red Sox, so I see all of their stuff on social media. But it's a pretty neat way to say, hey, we're an old ballpark. We don't have a lot of the new facilities that other people have. Some other teams don't need to do these things because they've got all this stuff like underground oh, yeah. or whatever. Red Sox don't, and they're utilizing what they've got, and it looks pretty cool. I can get down with that. Uh, so Damien, I thought it was neat, and it's worth checking out if oh, you're it's, interested or care at all.
2: I, where Where is it, on the Twitter?
3: Well, yeah, the Red Sox. It just add the Red Sox on Twitter. Okay. That's what I saw. Yeah, it, I'm guessing it at Red, Red Sox. It shared a bunch of stuff out,
2: yeah. Uh, to close this out, Damien said, by the way, do y'all believe me now that sports is not happening this year? No. No. We no, don't buy I think that at the NFL
3: all. NFL is absolutely happening. I think baseball is absolutely happening. Baseball came back with over 3,000 people, and less than 38 of them got popped with, for positive tests, and none of them are really sick. They just tested positive. Oh, I think that's a hell of a number. Oh, it absolutely 14, is. those thirty-eight people. Everybody else is in a bubble and safe. They're going to play.
2: Jose decided to jump in at the end. He said, uh, "The question, NFL wise, is about uh, is what about the number one draft picks? Do they get cut? To no, no, no. They, God, they have no. guaranteed Nobody's contracts.
3: Gonna, I'll tell you this: almost no draft picks. All your undrafted guys are who's worried.
2: Yeah, that's that's who typically comes in and takes jobs. So." Yep. So, yeah, so if uh, if you don't get to see the undrafted guys come in and, and really work out and whatnot, it, you know, we'll see. We'll see. All right, that is going to wrap up today's show. You guys have been wonderful in the comments. We appreciate everybody for jumping in. As always, make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you share out the show. Leave a nice five-star review over on the podcast. We can't thank you enough. We don't we don't ask you to pay for anything. We just ask for a little bit of your time. It takes about a minute to go leave a five-star review, so go knock that out. If you got questions for us, You can always leave it in there. Knock that thing out. Go to sportsbookreview.com. Go to winningcureseverything.com. Make sure that you share the stuff out, that you check out all the stuff that we've got up. We appreciate you guys. We hope that you have a safe, wonderful July 4th weekend. It's going to be a hell of a weekend, and we can't wait to get back to you next week. So, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. We'll see you on Monday. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com. Or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at winningcures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us.